Welcome to Heal Yourself with the Law of Attraction. I'm your host, Tekla, and I'm ready to guide you on a transformative journey of holistic health and self-discovery using the power of the Law of Attraction. We've all heard tales of manifesting fortunes and jet set adventures, but this, this is a different journey. Here we focus on achieving abundant health, mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual. With the Law of Attraction, I've healed chronic pain, overcome a diagnosed mental illness, and reversed PCOS. We're all about realigning our energies to manifest our full potential. As we focus inward, raising our vibration, you'll be astounded by the ease at which the universe responds. Once you focus on yourself, the rest just falls into place. My goal for each weekly episode is to provide you with practical, easy to apply steps that you can weave directly into your daily routine. Together, we'll navigate the path to achieving your own health and wellness goals. So let's dive right in. Hello, my wellness witches. I'm your host, Tekla. This is Heal Yourself with the Law of Attraction. And today, I'm excited to report that I am making it my goal to get into the ocean at least five days a week this year. Let me explain. Every morning, I get up and I walk my dog. And I've decided because he's so well-behaved that this walk is now going to include a swim in the ocean for me. There is an ocean pool right by my house, and it takes about 35 minutes to walk there. I'm able to leave my dog on the rocks waiting for me, not tied up to anything, just waiting for me, and go for a dip. This is such an important part of my morning because I've come to learn recently that water is a great conductor of energy. So I'm getting into the water after I've done my morning meditation, my visualization, and my gratitude. I am carrying a really high vibrational energy in the morning. So why not amplify that? Having that dip and adding that into my routine means I'm spending 10 to 15 minutes in a high conductive environment. And that's gotta be a great thing for me in the morning. Interestingly, pure fresh water isn't a good conductor of energy or electricity. It has to be salt water, and I think that is so interesting. Salt water is one of the best conductors of electricity. So when I'm in the water in the morning, I'm just taking a couple of moments for myself. I'm connecting with what's around me. I'm just taking a second to think about what my intentions are for the day. What energy do I want to carry with me into those hours that are going to follow this walk? What am I trying to get done? What am I working toward and how is that going to set me up for success and help me achieve my dream life? I can't really speak to the tangible results just yet because I've only been doing this for a few days, right? But I highly suggest that if you're near a body of water, specifically salt water in the ocean, you make a conscious, intentional effort to go and get in that water as much as possible. And bring a good energy into that exercise because we want to amplify those high vibrations. All right, let's get into today's topic. We're talking all about purpose. I recently watched a documentary series, and I actually think it's a book called The Blue Zones. This series is all about discovery and identifying common variables among centenarians in highly concentrated areas across the world. There are five blue zones, and again, these are areas with the highest number of centenarians, which are people aged over 100. These blue zones are spread out from Italy to Japan to Greece, and I believe there's also one in California. 
One thing I noticed when I was watching the series is that a common variable across all of these groups is purpose. This particular group of people in Okinawa in Japan talk a lot about how they all have a role in the community. They all have a purpose. And that is one of the variables that resonated with me the most out of all of the ones that they talked about. Some of the other variables, for example, are support, community, diet, and lifestyle. But the purpose one struck a chord with me. The idea that once you're clear on what your role is and what you're living for, your life actually gets longer. I think the reason this spoke to me so much is because after spending a decade in the corporate world and starting my career working 80 hours a week in New York City, I realized it's just not something I care about anymore. I don't care about working my life away for somebody else. I don't care about living just for the weekends. I don't care about working on tech to sell to Fortune 500 companies and driving this consumer-driven market. I don't care about getting a promotion. I don't care about getting a paycheck from somebody else. I don't care about doing work that doesn't interest me at all. I don't care about working with people that don't inspire me. I don't care about committing time and energy into an area that doesn't make a meaningful difference in the world, that doesn't light me up, and that is certainly not my purpose. I feel like I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit at heart, and I've been struggling for so long to find a way to actually execute on that. When I was growing up, you finished school, you got your college degree, and then you went to work. All you focused on was your next review, your next promotion, the next time you get to move up. That's what we are all taught, and we are led to believe that that's what's important. But in this day and age, right now, Especially after recent world events with global pandemics and war, people are realizing that that's actually not what's important. What's important is waking up every day and doing something that you love. It's feeling like you're living in alignment. It's about showing up every day to be a better version of yourself. It's about making meaningful connections and living a life of purpose. I truly believe my purpose is to help people and spread the knowledge that I've gained from my own health experiences. Now, that might change in the future, and that's okay, but for now, that is what is driving me. I think a lot of my life, I've realized that things felt kind of meaningless, and I didn't know where it was going. I didn't know what I was doing, and nothing really spoke to me at a soul level. I knew I was good at my job, And I knew I was a high performer and a hard worker and very dedicated, but that wasn't enough. I've always felt like I needed something more. And that's until I found the law of attraction. I didn't have faith in anything really at all. And after reading The Secret and learning about the law of attraction, it suddenly all clicked. I felt like life had a new meaning, and I started to get this sense of purpose and what it actually meant. Since our learning has expanded to more than just a law of attraction, and we've discussed all 12 of the laws of the universe, I'm going to spend some time talking about the law of Dharma. Dharma is a Sanskrit word which actually means purpose in life. The law of Dharma originates from ancient Indian philosophy and encompasses this idea of duty purpose, and righteousness in life. 
it suggests that every individual has a unique role to fulfill in the world. And by discovering and living according to that duty, you can achieve harmony, fulfillment, and a sense of meaning. In essence, it really encourages people to align their actions and decisions with their innate talents, skills, and values and contribute positively to society while finding personal fulfillment. By living true to your desires and doing what you're naturally good at, you not only find happiness for yourself, but you're also making the world a better place. It's like finding your groove and dancing through life in a way that just feels right, not just for you, but for everybody around you. Let's talk about what your life looks like when you're living in your dharma versus when you're not. When you're living in your dharma, you live authentically, true to yourself. Your actions, choices, and pursuits genuinely reflect who you are. There's coherence between your inner values and your outward life. You're deeply engaged in what you do. It's not just about a job or tasks. You're passionate about what you're pursuing, whether it's your career or hobbies or relationships. There's genuine enthusiasm and energy in what you want to invest your time and effort into. You're contributing positively to the world around you, whether that's through your work, volunteering, your interactions, you're adding value and positive impact to other people's lives. You experience a sense of inner peace and contentment. Even when challenges come up, you have a groundedness and acceptance because you're living in alignment with your purpose. You're open to growth and evolution. Living in your dharma doesn't mean staying stagnant. It involves constant learning, evolving, and adapting to new situations while staying true to your core values. You feel a sense of interconnectedness with the world. You understand your role within this larger picture and recognize how your actions and choices can positively affect others. Overall, you have a deep sense of fulfillment and joy in your life. You find meaning in what you do, and this meaning brings a profound sense of satisfaction. Now, living in your dharma doesn't mean that life is perfect or absent of challenges, but it means you're navigating these challenges with a sense of purpose and resilience, and you're drawing strength from your alignment with your unique path in life. Now, let's talk about what life looks like for someone that's not living in their dharma. You might constantly feel a sense of emptiness or dissatisfaction, even when you're achieving the goals you've set for yourself. There is this nagging feeling that something crucial is missing from your life. You might find yourself in a constant kind of tug of war between your true desires and your daily life. You might feel like you're drifting without a clear direction or purpose. There's a lack of passion or engagement in what you do, making it feel like you're just going through the motions. Relationships might feel shallow or unfulfilling because they lack authenticity or shared values. You might sense a disconnection from both yourself and others around you. There's a mismatch between your true calling and the life you're currently living, and that can often lead to stress, anxiety, or lingering feelings of unease. And it could stem from conforming to societal expectations or living a life that doesn't really resonate with your core self. You might carry feelings of regret 
or resentment for not pursuing what truly matters to you. This might create a sense of missed opportunity or a feeling that you're not on the right path. There might be a lack of personal growth or exploration of your potential. Without aligning with your dharma, there might be a feeling of being stuck or unable to progress personally or professionally. Living out of sync with your dharma doesn't mean that your life lacks moments of happiness or success, but there's a persistent sense of disconnection, of dissatisfaction, and a feeling that something vital is missing from your life's journey. I know that was a lot, but I wanted to show you and really illustrate for you what the differences are between someone who's living their dharma and somebody who's not. And they're vast. And like I said, you can still have moments of happiness and joy and success when you're not living your dharma, but it just feels like something's missing. Now, let's talk about how to find your dharma. Now, discovering your dharma involves self-reflection understanding your strengths, your passions, and how they can be used to benefit others. I put together a seven-step process for you so you can gain greater clarity about what your life purpose is. And this is going to be especially helpful for those of you who feel unfulfilled in your current job or for people who feel like they're not contributing to the world in a way that's meaningful to them and in a way that makes a difference. Step one. Reflect on moments of fulfillment. So in this step, I want you to go grab a journal or a notepad. Take a moment to recall instances where you felt deeply engaged and fulfilled. What were you doing? I know this can be challenging, so I'm going to give you an example. Maybe you were assisting a colleague and offering guidance or mentoring somebody. Maybe you were organizing a community event or promoting a social cause and raising awareness for something. Maybe you were supporting niche artists and gathering a group of friends to attend a local exhibition. Maybe you were hiking outdoors and thinking about how to encourage other people to connect with nature. Think about moments like that in your life where you felt something deep. And that's the key there, where you felt something deep. Fulfillment and peace are most likely the emotions that came up for you, and they indicated that you were in the right place at the right time. Now think about what made those moments special, and I want you to jot down those experiences and the emotions you felt. Okay, moving on to step two. Explore new territories. Consider or propose three activities or hobbies that interest you but you haven't explored yet. And I want you to get your calendar out and find three weeks over the next month or two. And you're going to dedicate one week to trying out that activity just a couple of times during that week. And you want to spread those weeks out so it's not so overwhelming. They don't have to be back to back, but we don't want to plan this for six months out. And I want you to pick one activity per week and commit to that. Now notice how you feel during and after engaging in those activities. Are there any sparks there? Does anything light you up? Now doing something new is always going to cause feelings of discomfort because it's unfamiliar. But I want you to try and look beyond that. Okay, step number three. Revisit your core values and strengths. We've talked about the importance of identifying your values before, and I'm sure that a lot of you have done that exercise. 
If you haven't, you can look at the value sheet that I've linked in the show notes for you. I think it lists like over 100 values. And I want you to identify 5 to 10, not more than 10, that resonate with you. Think about these like guiding principles that define who you are. And after you've got your values, I want you to think about and identify some strengths. What are you naturally good at? And the last part of this exercise is to explore how these values and strengths connect with the activities or moments that brought you fulfillment in step one. So go back to those moments of joy and excitement and passion and interest and think about how they connect and align with your values and strengths. Okay, step four, reflect on contributing to a cause. So consider a cause or issue that resonates with you deeply. If I said to you, if you could resolve one thing in the world, what would that thing be? How can your values and strengths align with making a meaningful impact within that cause? That's what I want you to think about. So I want you to think about first the cause that resonates with you most, and then how your values and strengths align with that cause. And jot those ideas down and how you can contribute and make a difference while staying true to your own beliefs and abilities. Okay, step number five, seek insight from others. So this is the part where you reach out to someone whose purpose or life's work you admire. You want to ask them about their journey or any advice they might have to offer you. People don't usually wake up one day and just all of a sudden know their purpose. So I would explore what steps they took to figure out what lights them up and how they identified their own purpose. And then hearing those experiences might help you on your own path and hearing from someone else how aligning values and strengths have shaped their purpose will also inform your own journey. Okay, step number six, take powerful and purposeful steps. So I want you to take intentional steps toward exploring your purpose further or really what you think your purpose is at this stage. And that might mean signing up for a course or volunteering or initiating a personal project. Action is the only thing that's going to get you clarity and understanding of how your values and strength can manifest into your purpose. Maybe when you started exploring your purpose, you realized it's not actually what you thought it was. But by going through these steps, you've gained the clarity you needed. Okay, step number seven, last step here. Reflect, adapt, and serve. Now I want you to regularly revisit that journal and your notes. And I want you to notice any shifts in your understanding of what drives you because it will evolve and be flexible and willing to refine that path based on your self-awareness, okay? Because you're growing every day and you're experiencing new things. And so what you think your purpose is, is going to change. If you can, I would say just to revisit this every three to four months and reflect on how your passions align with your values and strengths. And then the second part of that is to determine how you can contribute meaningfully to that cause that you deeply care about and how those two connect to each other. So why does this all matter? Why do we care about this? The law of Dharma is one of the 12 universal laws. That's why this matters. And we've just learned from that study on centenarians that finding and living out your purpose is a contributing factor to a long and healthy life. That's what we want, friends. That's what we're working toward. Finding your purpose or your dharma also gives your life direction and meaning. You're contributing in a way that's meaningful to you. 
I think so many of us are on this hamster wheel of life and we get stuck in this pattern of eat, sleep, work, and repeat. In my opinion, that's not what life is about. Lastly, living in your dharma promotes harmony within. It fosters a sense of balance between personal growth, societal contribution, and spiritual well-being. And when you're at peace internally, you're fostering an ideal environment for healing. You can't heal externally if you're at war internally with yourself. It just doesn't work that way. You might see some symptoms resolve, but the root cause is never addressed. So you need to do the work and create the right environment to heal and to grow. I've said it once and I'll say it again. The root cause of dis-ease is linked to internal conflict. We can't start to heal without paying attention to what's going on inside. Okay, friends, a little bit of a deep episode for you today. A couple of things I wanted to let you know before you jump off. We've rebranded on Instagram and we are now at Manifesting Mindset Co. That's the company name now. And this free podcast and the course I'm launching shortly will fall under that umbrella. The look and feel on Instagram is also very different, and now it's going to focus on healing from the inside out. I am super excited about that change, and I hope you are too. So again, that's at Manifesting Mindset Co. All right, witches, that's all for today. Peace, love, and mung beans. Bye.